0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.FM
1: podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio.
2: Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: intentional spirits, and thank you for a great beginning in a new year, and life just gets more amazing all the time. Um, I'm thrilled that today we have a guest, actually, um, we're bringing her back on the show, because when she was with us before, we had so much uh, great feedback and so many comments that we wanted to have her again. Her name is Marion Head. Marion, welcome to the show today.
0: Thank you so much, Templates. Great to be joining you.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I love your we're, work. And we're,
0: we're about as far away as
1: you can. Yeah, you're in
0: Hawaii. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, we're about as far away as you can get and still be in the United States. I'm in Hawaii, and you're way on the East Coast. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. Well, it's just a pleasure to have you for sure. And uh, it was a big year for you in 1985 because you founded something that would go on to be life-changing and revolutionary. Tell us about... Uh, the Geneva group that um, that you founded
0: yeah i 'm happy to, and my husband is really the one who was inspired to invite uh, some of our business friends over to our home and to explore how we could ex- how we could support each other in living our highest values in all aspects of our lives and especially at work because that 's where we spent most of our time, and in that first gathering we began developing a set of agreements that would help to guide us on that path. And also, we have a beautiful purpose and mission statement. I'd love to share it because what I've noticed, this Geneva group, by the way, wound up meeting with no membership, no obligation, no structure, really, some rituals (laughs) for the next 20 years for a full day every month. And at the beginning of every one of those meetings, we read the agreements aloud along with our purpose and mission statement, and the reason I'd like to share those with your listeners today is, I have realized how the Geneva Group vibration shows up for me now in nearly every group we connect with, and this is very good. Yeah, And for those who aren't connected with a group of like-minded and like-spirited people, it's the, I think it's the best thing we can do for our world right now to keep our vibrations high. So, here's um, the purpose of Geneva Group as we created it that day, that first day we were together and it evolved as we did, is that it's an ever-growing union of individuals who acknowledge, accept, and manifest the love of higher consciousness that guides us to create a model for a harmonious world. Wow. So that's the purpose, and the mission is that Geneva Group is an energy storehouse, similar to a battery, and people from all over the world connect to it, bringing their skills, knowledge, energy, and vision. We are committed to allowing the divine being in us to manifest through us in this storage center where we get charged and recharge others. Our mission is to develop and maximize our personal growth and evolution, thus enhancing our relationships and all life on the planet through reflecting unconditional love, support, growth, and well-being. We joyfully acknowledge that we are the whole, bonded through the God Spirit, residing within each of us.
1: That's very powerful. Well, you've been working with and you've been uh, committed to agreements throughout your career. Um, why are agreements so important? And also let me say to our Facebook Live listeners, we love your comments. We love to know where you're from and uh, your ideas. So please don't hesitate to join in. I want to welcome uh, many of you that are returning back with us once again. Um, Marianne, why are agreements so important?
0: Well... A lot of people think of agreements as agreements with each other, and those are important. (laughs) But more important, I believe, are the agreements we have with ourselves. And what I have seen over the years that I have been practicing, first the Geneva Group agreements, which evolved into the revolutionary agreements, ah, is that when we have these agreements with ourselves, they impact our relationships with everybody else without even having to involve the other people people who practice and apply these agreements with themselves they can reconnect with people they've been out of sorts with for decades and without really having to involve the other person it's it's an inner job you you know that temple <laughs> yeah. so I, I, yeah, I wanted to emphasize that the agreements with ourselves is where it has to start
1: and let's let's dig deeper into that because you know when when we have people on the show and i'm I'm sure you find this when you work with people in groups, um, we all make assumptions as to what something means. So what kind of agreements uh, give us some examples of what kind of agreements we make with ourselves and what kind of agreements we have the tendency to not keep? I mean, what a a great way to launch into the new year, right? Talking about Mm. so many of those Mm. New Year's resolutions that never get resoluted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, let's let's use one of the revolutionary agreements to look at and see if we can do what you just asked. So there are three areas, um, what I call pillars of a good life in the revolutionary agreements, and 12 agreements that fit within those three pillars. And those three pillars are truth, acceptance, and gratitude. So, being the truth of who you are, your authentic self, accepting others for who they are in this moment, and gratitude, well, we know what that is. And so, let's look in the truth area for a moment. There's an agreement that says, I agree to speak my truth with compassion, and that means uh, having the well-being of myself and the other person in my mind and heart while I'm speaking my truth, while I'm being honest. So that's, that's an agreement with myself. Now, a conflicting agreement with that or something that um, many of us are taught as we grow up is that it's more important to be polite sometimes than to be honest. <laughs> Do you recognize that one? I know you come from South Carolina. I mean, yeah. this is very important there, right? And so, in our desire to be polite or tactful or... In other circumstances, uh, not lose our jobs, perhaps you know, keep our security. We're not honest, not at the co- not the core of honesty. So, so
1: the fear, right? The fear, Marion. that yes. somebody's going to take uh, something away from us. I see this happen a lot with with uh, parents who are divorced and they they spend time back and forth with the kids. There's there's a lot of hesitancy to be real because of their the fear of, you know, what could happen or to to articulate to a boss that things could be a lot better while at the same time not being afraid that, you know, you could lose your job. I mean, we we create these paradigms of hesitation, don't we?
0: Yes, and it's, it's because our values com- compete with each other. But when we have agreements with ourselves that we keep, that we intend to keep, uh, it does make a difference. And, and you just said something interesting, Temple. You said we're afraid that our freedom might be taken away. Well, here's my experience. That unless, that if I, if I feel that I need to be anything but honest, I'm already a prisoner.
1: Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I, I love what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King says that, uh, you know, we begin to die the moment we become silent about what really matters. Yes. I agree with you more. You're you're so right. Until you're really speaking it in an unedited kind of way, you are a prisoner. In one way or yes, two. yeah, good point. That's excellent. Yeah.
0: So I I feel so much freedom because of these agreements in my life. You know, some people think, well, I don't want to have uh, rules in my life. Well, agreements aren't exactly rules, however. They are guides. And so, let's take one more to, um, to answer that question that you asked. Uh, I agree to look within when I react. Well, some people live by the agreement, I'm going to find somebody else to blame every time something happens I don't like. <laughs> right. And when you know that you're living by that, then you also discover that you're living the life of a victim you know, victimized by everything and everybody else. So to take responsibility, and when we, especially when we overreact, you know, if we have a, let's say, a disproportionate reaction to what someone else says or does, for me, Temple, it is always about me, always, never about the other person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the moment that there's a reaction, be more aware of that than anything. Right, it's, it's what you're saying to tune into that because it's brought forth the reaction So I really need to look at it and see what it triggered within me, rather than dramatizing about the incident or the other person until you really understand. That's it.
0: correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of uh, one of the agreements uh, that I've really been working with lately, <laughs> very lately, because I'm in Hawaii and we were under that. Um, that alert that told us that the missiles were on their way. Do you know about that? I
1: I do know about it, but I, you know, because we're such an interactive show and we're so current time, I, I know that my listeners join me and wanting to know, I mean, it's one thing to read a title in the news. It's another thing to be a person that you're having the experience. What was that like?
0: Well, what I was going to do was cite the last of the 12 agreements, because that's what it was like for me. And the last agreement that I live by is, I agree to lighten up. <laughs> and so, in that moment, my husband and I looked at each other when we the phones were ringing, and we were getting these messages, and the sirens were going off. And we just looked at each other and said, really, they want us to take shelter? <laughs> I don't think... There's nowhere to take shelter on this island. Right. So if this is real, well, then this is it. And we just kind of looked at each other, and both of us said how peaceful we felt.
1: Well,
0: and then, well, what should we do? And my husband said, well, let's make breakfast. <laughs> so <laughs> we made breakfast, and we just sat out on our lanai facing the ocean and and just talked about how fortunate we feel being... Uh, complete in with our relationships, you know expressing all the time how we 're feeling and the gratitude that 's in our hearts and yeah yeah we 've because we live these agreements, one of which is a very powerful one is I agree to resolve conflicts directly, which means if any issue comes up for me, anything even if I feel something weird between me and a friend. I just address it right away, like, hey, what's going on, you know? Or, and so everything, I don't, I'm not holding on to anything. I'm ready to go anytime, or I'm ready to stay and be of service as long as I can.
1: What a measure, huh? Through a sense of urgency that you're able to do this assessment and kind of check in with you, yourself and feel that you are good in your world and, you know, all is, all is well. Yeah,
0: and Temple, you know, I don't know that I would have felt that way when I was a lot younger. I've talked to a lot of people since that event, and a lot of the young people were really, really frightened. And, and you know, maybe that's because they still see everything ahead of them to accomplish. And I just feel that every day I do the best that I can, and I've had so many great opportunities to be of service I just feel that if, if it's complete, if my service is complete, then I'm ready to go. And if it's not, I'm here to stay for the duration. My my mom is a healthy 99, so hopefully I have her genes.
1: <laughs> That's right, girl. You have too much work to do. For those of you that are just <laughs> tuning in, I'm talking to Marion Head. Um, she is out of Hawaii. She is a specialist when it comes to Revolutionary Agreements, Agreements in the Workplace, Agreements with Family, Agreements with Couples, but you can go to her website, Agreements, that's plural, Agreements Institute, and she has a wealth of information for you and ideas and the 12 uh, Revolutionary Agreements that fall under the category of Truth, Acceptance, and, and Gratitude. Okay, Marion, you want to talk to us more about truth or do you want to share with us some of the ideas about acceptance?
0: Well, acceptance is really what's up for a lot of my friends this past year. Um, yeah they, they would have preferred something different and oh, we can't can we talk politics on your on your show? <laughs> um, they would have preferred something different. politically in the United States. And so, I had some pretty active social activists in my last certification program. Um, The certification programs I do, just as an aside, uh, I've been blessed with New Thought ministers, practitioners, um, life coaches, uh, business consultants, transformational trainers. And Among those during the election period were some social activists who worked very hard for a different candidate, and the acceptance agreements were extremely important for them to embody during that time, and one of them is, I agree to respect our differences. I mean, that's pretty basic, but that's also pretty big in our society, in our culture, in our world, to respect our differences. And those of us who, now, when we go back to the Geneva Group uh, purpose, you know, about a harmonious world and uh, to see ourselves as one, one being. So, when I sit and know that every aspect of myself is reflected in the life around me, that I am one body, at least one body of humanity, if not beyond that, um, then I can look at other aspects of humanity and say, wow, that's that part of myself needs love or healing. It's kind of like having a... Um, well, let's just say that I was an eye cell in the body of humanity. And I said, well, what do we need those other cells for? And then, oh, oh, hearing, that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, you can say. And, you know, what if I had a cancer cell? Well, that's still a part of me, and I might want to help resolve the conflict inside me by prayer, positive thoughts, love, and whatever other tools I had available. So, that's I respect our differences goes in that uh, direction to know that we are all part of one body it makes a huge difference in how we act in the world.
1: Yeah and, and surely you know most people can embrace that because if we're, if we're telling people the value of everybody speaking their own truth, I mean obviously there's going to be some differences out there. you know that that's for sure. And what I love about the richness of what you're talking about is when you're living in a space, and awareness of a deeper agreement, because, you know, at the end of the day, if we're all on a lifeboat, we are going to get to a place of agreement, right? And, And so what I love about your teaching is that if that's the premise, then even in the differences and sitting and just listening to people, and how they make their points about how they feel different. I think it's so engaging for even the person that feels that something is approaching them in an adversarial way. You know, I, I know for me
0: in and that
1: in public life, I get I get feedback sometimes that um, sometimes is kind of shocking. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what? You know, I get feedback because I'm um, presenting ideas and stuff in public. And, um, you know, I've had people call me a racist and say this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not connecting with that at all. But what, and it's not true, but yet, like you're saying, I'm, I'm big enough in my own person that I'll step back from that and say, Why did this experience confront me right now? And is there something else that I could do um, to make that clear? You know, um, I was giving a talk one time um, to a thousand people, and I was talking about uh, my uh, rescue work with dogs in Brazil. And I made a reference of how horrible they were treated and et cetera, et cetera. And then I made a promise to bring them back to the States, and then I then I did. There was a whole point around that. I won't take up our entire time on the show with that. But um, after I, you know, finished for the day and I was home, I was at the hotel, I get this really strong email from this guy that said he had seen me before, he was really looking forward to seeing me again, and he said... Um, And I brought, you know, a lot of my family members, and we all originated in Brazil. And I was so disappointed when you said, you know, how horrible we treat the dogs and how awful we are. And, and, you know, Temple, what do you think about the way people treat animals in the States? And I went back, uh, Marion, and I listened to the talk. And I didn't say what he heard. And and Mm. I didn't. I didn't say it like that, and I didn't say it in the way that he heard it. But, you know, as Wayne Dyer says, I would rather be kind than right. And so what I realized is evermore, when I presented that, I would add one or two lines to the conversation. You know, this time I happened to be in Brazil, but as you know, it happens in our backyard. And it was a great teaching for me and a great lesson yes how we can make a shift in other people's hearing. And I think that people don't, they're not willing or whatever it is, that adversarial, that response, that reaction. It's so beautiful when someone is holding you accountable for something, even if it's something you didn't do, because it gives you new insight as far as a way of being. So anyway, I got a little windy. I had chocolate before the show, but... (laughs) So
0: next time, let's do this in person. I share that with you.
1: I'll have dark chocolate sometime within the day.
0: <laughs> I like that one. And I'm with you on that. So I, that's a beautiful example, Temple. And I also, because when we put ourselves out in the world, we get all kinds of responses because... No two people are alike. everyone 's different. everybody's hearing through their own filters, their own experience. So when I was um, feeling bad about some feedback I got one day, I wrote down something that helped me to to take the next um, or speak the next time, be on the next radio show, be in the next uh, certification program training, and it was this: every Thing that I say and do is guided for the highest and best good of all.
1: Well, let's take a moment and fill that. Everything that I say and do is the highest and, and best. Do. I love that. We're is getting- guided
0: for the highest and best good of all. And I would read that before I would go out into the public and remember that when I'm present. And when I'm sharing, whatever I'm sharing, however it comes out, is just what's needed in the moment. Even if it creates some kind of um, backlash, it's just what was needed. And so, it's kind of like I've become a big girl, you know? (laughs) Years years ago, I would have like, I'll never do that again. and I don't want to, you know, whatever. But I think what you did additionally to, to say... Maybe there's something I can learn here that I can apply to eat, do it even better next time to communicate more clearly. It's always it's always a good thing to do. Very very nice. So I'm glad you took the time. <laughs> Thanks.
1: I love that, and we're we're getting some feedback from one of our listeners from um, Louisville, and she's saying, you know, your opinion of me um, does not matter, and that's a a, a Buddha a Buddha quote, and. It is true. Um, and I know that on our show, you know, we attract a lot of people that are leaders and that are healers and that are teachers and, you know, making a difference. And, um, and we love having you participate with us. But I say often, in alignment to what you said, Marion, if, if we're not on occasion getting some kind of feedback or some kind of pushback, I don't feel we really are living the truth agreements within ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know the I the first years um, when I was a, a public um, person teaching, speaking, and all that. I, you know, I was wanting to fit into whatever that perceived filter was. But after a while, I realized that if I wasn't pushing buttons from time to time, if I wasn't like uh, creating some kind of uh, pushback, I wasn't really um, doing my job. You know, um, if it were coming from the place of what you're talking about. And I think that's the point. It's the premise of all of us representing and speaking from a place of compassion, only wanting the highest and best for all. And that's the best we have to give, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. And and coming from that place and also setting, um, having an intent for a certain kind of experience. So... For example, coming into this um, program with you, I ask myself, what kind of experience do I want to have today? And what comes up for me is, well, connection. (laughs) I'd like to experience connection with Temple, connection with your audience, and love and service. And so I'm more likely to get those if I actually bring them into my consciousness and that's, that's the same thing as agreements. What these agreements are about really is just being conscious of the agreements that we have with ourselves and with each other. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm with you about the stirring the pot, so to speak. Uh, one of the agreements, one of the revolutionary agreements that stirs the pot is the one called, uh, I agree to honor our choices. And for people who have, um, who spend time in self criticism, especially, uh, or beating ourselves up after saying something we wish we hadn't said or whatever, honoring our choices means that at that time of our choice, the time that we made a decision, the time we spoke what we spoke, we did the very best we could given everything we went into that with. Everything happening in that moment, all the unseen forces, and that's why I wrote down that, that um, everything I say and do is guided for the highest and best good of all. It was a reminder of that. Otherwise, I could be self-critical. And I used to have one of those little signs on my computer that said what uh, our friend from Louisville shared with us, and it went like this. It was, what someone else thinks of me is none of my business.
1: Absolutely.
0: But, but um, it didn't work. <laughs> I had the sign, but I, still, but I still felt it. I so don't
1: you got a bigger sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I don't do it any longer because I really honor our choices, knowing they come from the highest place.
1: Yeah. That's, that's that beautiful spiritual maturity piece that we talk about, right? And I, I just want yes. you to see you yes. have listeners from Norway and South Carolina. Uh, here in the heart of Florida and um, in Kentucky and and somewhat all over. So um, you're reaching a lot of people with your your agreements and with your awareness today. Um, Wonderful. Give us an example or two, because I know that you offer uh, courses to people. You've had amazing uh, leaders, uh, CEOs, um, administrators, um, ministers. Uh, take your course um, of revolutionary agreements, and I know you're always offering these courses, and and you can find out more. All of you listening on agreementsinstitute.com. dot uh, com. Give us, could you give us two or three before and afters of how it leads to transformation with people that take the course?
0: Sure. So the courses that I am teaching now are specifically for. Uh, transformational trainers and new thought practitioners and life coaches, business consultants to take them to their communities and their clients. And the most exciting thing for me, Temple, is when I get feedback from their students. (laughs) This is really exciting. And probably the most Oh, the most heartwarming ones for me are when I hear that people have reunited with loved ones whom they have not spoken with for decades—sisters you know, or uh, friends—and and that happens. That happens when people go into these agreements, take them on to themselves, and go. They look within when they react. You know, they keep doing. There's one agreement I keep. Uh, I agree to keep doing what works and change what doesn't. Well, when you've got a a relationship that's broken and it's it's breaking your heart, that's not working. So, what are you going to do about it? And in the acceptance agreements, I agree to listen with my heart. That alone could transform a relationship. To ask somebody a question and then listen without judgment, without agenda, without trying to fix somebody, or even to compare ourselves, that that is a skill that can be developed over time. And it frees both parties, just frees the other person to be who they are, say what they need to say while the listener is just listening so the other can feel heard. It can transform relationships. And then in the workplace, um, gosh, we have uh, a man who was the director of uh, systems and operations for a large company. It was a Fortune 50 company who was ready to leave his job. It was just, uh, well, I can't get into the details of it, but let's just say things were not functioning well, and he used the agreements to uh, in, to launch the, his team building their own set of agreements, and he posted a poster of the agreements outside, the revolutionary agreements outside of his office, and, um, it, you know, it started the conversation, and then they did a full day of Let's create our own agreements. And in seven months later, I heard from him saying he's had a complete turnaround. He loves his career. It's the best uh, stress reduction tool he's ever found is the agreements. So in the workplace, at home, um, you know, those are just two of the examples. People who were able to feel peaceful. This Working with these agreements really leads to to greater inner peace. So people who were able to feel peaceful during times that they would have been really angry. I've heard about that. Like, I can't believe I wasn't angry. I felt so peaceful. It's kind of how my husband and I felt um, the day of the, the uh, bomb scare. So those are a, a few of the ways. And there's at the um, agreementsinstitute.com site, There, there's a way to learn more about what people experience. There's a, a little tab of uh, navigation to something called results. So people can just read about everyday people who are having results using the revolutionary agreements in their lives. And then the poster of the agreements, which is really beautiful, it's an original art poster uh, by an artist friend of mine, is on the, um, if you scroll down to the bottom of the home page, you can just uh, click on it and it'll lead you to downloading that poster so you can have it around your house too and maybe make a difference or in your office and the larger sort of full-size posters we come across in reception rooms and uh, healthcare care areas so yeah it's it's out there serving i do want to, to mention a t- um a temple that we are starting something new this year called Revolutionary Happy Hours, and it's being hosted by one of these communities that's like the Geneva Group. It's called Good of the Whole, W-H-O-L-E, goodofthewhole.com. And so, if you go to goodofthewhole.com, and the banner at the very top is one of those rotating banners, and the very first thing that shows, that rotates, too, is these Revolutionary Happy Hours, and they're free. And, you know, I would love for your listeners to join us if they would just like to be in a virtual community like Geneva Group.
1: That's beautiful. Absolutely. And all the information is also on your website. I'm going to ask our uh, executive producer to put the link in the comments on Facebook Live that it's agreements Excellent. because it's plural institute.com That's really, really yes. awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, the concept and I, I think it is much needed. Um, you know, and of course in the 1800s, um, you know, they were saying, be aware of the news and, you know, be aware of false truths. And do you know what I mean? We're always playing in our humanity. And we take uh, five steps forward, and then we may go back a couple of steps, and then we go seven steps forward. And it seems to be, you know, how we're designed and who we are. But that being said, um, you were really on to something when you were talking about the power of listening. And I love the way that you teach that because it's so powerful because you're talking about an agreement to listen with your heart. It's very different, I feel, when you listen with your heart instead of your ears. Um, it changes lives with um, older children listening to their parents. Um, i certainly had that experience myself because for so many years I listened to my mom as how I have her answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I know what you can do about that. Oh, well, if you just do these three steps, you know, you'll be (laughs) good to go. We have the tendency with so many people to listen, looking for or seeking the answer. And I know there's lots of programs about listening and, you know, how we're filling in the gap or thinking about what we're going to say about ourselves. But I do think I, I, I concur with you, Mary, and I think one of the biggest challenges with listening is wanting to fix or have the answer, you know, for somebody else. But there's something so different when you're listening from the heart. Mm. You, you can actually hear a language that goes beyond words. And and then you're identifying with the feeling connection with another human being. and And that's a very powerful place that you're talking about because in that place... There's no judgment. There's no one's less than the other. It's just a divine opening. And I love that space. I love it when I'm. Yeah,
0: beautiful. In yes. Yeah, beautiful, divine opening. I, I just want to repeat those words, a divine opening. So that's what happened between my mother and I, because I used to always try to fix her because I probably felt guilty that I lived so far away, and she was alone after my dad died, so every time she complained about something, I just tried to fix, 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 and she kept fighting me, and just I would fight back, <laughs> <laughs> and I would fight Thank back, you so and you. you should yeah, have your. <laughs> but when I started to listen, just listen, our relationship totally changed. It became so much more loving, and, and it was everything I wanted. I, I, don't need, I didn't need to fix her. I just wanted to be loved and love her.
1: And it's the first time in my life, uh, we're going back a few years, but it was the first time in my life, and I'm sure you agree with this, that I ever really saw her for who she is rather than who I was choosing. From. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm.
0: yes. Yeah, that's huge.
1: Which puts us in that deep acceptance, you know? And, yes. uh, and, and I, I do feel that's true. And, and for all of you listening, it's not just about parents, you know, it's about, uh, grown children, you know, it, it's about uh, people that you, that you work with, um, it's, that would be a, a great practice to practice for the remainder of the month at the dinner table, in spaces in your community, catch <laughs> yourself when you start immediately giving feedback when someone's talking, just ask yourself, am I listening from the heart? Powerful, powerful, powerful. I love that. I
0: love Thanks. your work, Marion. I'm your fan. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> uh, I'm, and I'm your fan, so we're in the Mutual Admiration Society.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. Um, yeah. you want to share a little bit with us about about gratitude? Sure.
0: <laughs> you yeah. you know, so gratitude is, um, <laughs> you know, I used to say that, uh, you know, if I want to feel good, I would just mainline gratitude. I mean, boom gratitude. That gets me there right now. And each one of the gratitude agreements is so rich. I would just like to share what they, just speak them, and then maybe Comment on one of them. So gratitude is about I agree to give and receive thanks, and I and I emphasized receive because that's the practice that a lot of people um, haven't yet done, <laughs> Re- learning to receive thanks. Um, I agree to see the best in myself and others. I'm going to come back to that one. I agree to look for blessings in disguise. Oh yeah. And I agree to lighten up, which I spoke about earlier. So to see the best in myself and others is transformative. Period. It trans it has I see it transforming relationships again without having to even involve the other person or relationships with situations. To look for the best, Um, just very briefly, I learned this because I was very critical of my husband at some point in our 34 years of marriage, Um, and I needed to get myself out of it. I was really in a downward spiral of criticism of him. And the way I got myself out of it was to focus, uh, write, write in a small journal every day, What's one thing I'm grateful for about him? It wasn't easy to start because, it wasn't easy to start because, um, excuse me for that, that ringing tone, it must be, yes, don't forget this one. That's what that's saying. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. I switched to, what do I see that's the best in him? And I wrote down, one thing every day that I was grateful for. It wasn't easy at the beginning. It got easier every day. And it took only a week. And I had shifted completely because I was now no longer focused on what is he doing wrong? <laughs> but what is he doing right? What is the best I see in him? And there was so much of it. And this was years ago. Our relationship has only gotten better and better since then. I see I see the best all the time in him now. Even things that I that used to make me crazy about him, I've, I've looked at that and said, okay, so that's what I see as his weakness, but how is that also his strength? Like, how is his chronic being late also a strength? And it's a strength because he is so present. He is the most present person I know. It's wonderful to be some, with someone who is with you, Right where you are, right where he is. So, if that, it doesn't come up for me anymore, but for a while, when it would come up for me, oh, move along, move along, I would take a breath and switch to seeing the best and going, oh, you know, I am so fortunate to be with a man who is so present. So, seeing the best, not only in others, but in ourselves, is really transformational, and I know that this one could transform the world if we could just inoculate ourselves with it
1: <laughs> it does it, it and it's um you know it's a daily practice isn't it, it yes it, it really is it, it and that's what i think is beautiful about agreements is that they're forever uh, deepening um how we hear them today is is we're going to hear them in a different way maybe deeper maybe more intellectually um and and more better examples in our own life and, and that's why I think it's so important, you know, to continue to feature you on this show because all the people that tune into the show are very intentional, they're difference makers, they're very committed to, you know, making a change or, or making the world a better place just simply because they, they've they lived in it. You know, everything doesn't have to be a project or a, you know, a global mission. It can be just focusing on your neighbors across the street. Um, but that that being said, that daily practice of shifting that in your in your marriage, in your relationship with your children or whomever, to look at what is right with them instead of focusing on what's wrong, it is such a powerful practice. And the other thing I find is that it uh, it lessens the ability to be a self critic as well. It puts that. That
0: on hold, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the lingering one for me. I, I could, I could see the best in. I could actually see the best that comes out of what I think is a. Um, uh, let's just say uh, that somebody does something that uh, seems um, mean, nasty. You know, racist, whatever. pick whatever yes. word you want. So I can look at that and I say, so how how can that also be good? What is it that what is it that is a result of that that is good? and um, and also, rather than dwelling in that action and reaction, I always ask myself this question, this is kind of the bonus for my. <laughs> for my connection with you today temple when when it's when the drama hits i go inside and i ask myself what is mine to do hmm. what is mine to do what is mine to do and it gets me out of the drama like reading all the whole article or watching the news or whatever it is you know to ask what is mine to do and then i can take an active role in creating the life that i want and that hopefully is making the world a better place
1: absolutely well i tell you for sure uh marion head you are making uh the world a better place it's been great also visiting with so many friends today on facebook i want to give a shout out to leslie and carol and liz and and um elizabeth and so many of you that are tuning in alicia really appreciate your consciousness and and being here with us today it's um our hour always goes by um, so very quickly. Uh, great to see you, Tim uh, and Jax. Appreciate you so much. So I just want to reiterate: know more about Marion's work. If you love these conversations, go to FirstUnity.org. We have lots of things on YouTube. Um, we have um, I have an intentional spirit television show on the New Thought Channel now. So. Um, love it that you stay connected to all of you and just remember to continue to be an intentional spirit on this amazing journey that we call life. Marion, I'm sure we'll have you again. Uh, continue to enjoy your, your love life and your life of love uh, there in Hawaii <laughs> and appreciate you so much for all you do. Thank you for being with us today.
0: Thank you, Temple.
2: Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. Many of us have heard someone say, I've learned
1: my lesson, I'll never do that again. All too rarely do we hear, that was a wonderful lesson. I'm glad it happened just the way it did, even though I was uncomfortable going through it. I now understand why I experienced the pain. With this new awareness, I can change my behavior so I won't make the same mistake in the future. We bear a good part of the responsibility for creating both the positive and the negative situations we experience in daily life. Wisdom comes from understanding the result of our choices and realizing that we can always choose differently. By fearlessly confronting the role you play and the experiences you may have judged as mistakes in your life, you can make future experiences fruitful and increase your wisdom. This law of life is brought to you by Unity.
0: To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. I'll
2: light a candle in your name
1: Just like life, Grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: I light a candle in your name.
1: What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe.